to organize your amazing ideas into a powerful book, you are in the right place. At the right time to learn how to write your book. Hi, I'm Joyce Glass. And I'm Sherry Lynn Bisbano, and welcome to The Right Hour, nonfiction tips from The Right Coach team. We are so glad you joined us today. Welcome to episode 1303 of The Right Hour. This week, we continue our Wisdom Wednesday replays from the Write My Book group. And this week, Keith Keller is interviewing me, Joyce Glass, The Right Coach. I share with you the system I teach my private clients on how to write a book. This system will help you get organized and start writing your book today. It's called The Right Plan, W-R-I-T-E there. Keith mentions about our TWC Writing Club, but we have recently updated the course offerings. The TWC Writing Club and my Write My Book Bootcamp groups are going to combine. You'll be able to join the bootcamp for a monthly fee, or have private coaching with me as a part of the Write My Book Bootcamp. I will share more details with you next week because we're still ironing some of the details out for you. However, I do know this, the Bootcamp will now include the Marketing Mondays once a month with Keith Keller to help you build your audience, and once a month we'll have a group coaching call where you can ask your questions about your project live and get feedback and brainstorm with other people in the group. It's always a fabulous call. So grab something to take some notes. You're going to love how much easier it is to organize your ideas and write your book with the right plan. I teach this in course in more details in the Write My Book Boot Camp. So see you soon. Hey guys, Keith Keller, Melbourne, Australia. And we're here with another Wisdom Wednesdays. I've been live streaming every day. I love this site. It's called StreamYard. And I could do this every day forever. But what <laughs> we're doing today is we're going to talk to Joyce about her wonderful write plan, W-R-I-T-E. Those letters mean something. And we're going to talk about how to write your book faster and with more clarity by this very simple system which we teach in uh, our writing club and also our, our boot camp. And we'll talk about those a bit later in the show. But Joyce, tell us a little bit about why you founded or you formed the Write Club and what do those letters stand for? Well, I decided to do this after it took me four years to write my own book. I like, there's got to be an easier way to do this. And I am not a formal outline kind of girl. I did not like that. You know, it, it's, it sent me back, you know, to PTSD from high school of your yeah. essays and research papers. And I never enjoyed those. Um, other than the creative ones, I did enjoy those more so than the here, write a research paper on Romeo and Juliet, which I spent one New Year's Eve doing that before it was due when I went back to school. Yeah. But uh, so it's the right plan is an acronym for the process of writing. And it yeah. is a similar way and a way easier way to write your book. And what I love about this, Keith, is you can use it for an article. You can use it for a blog post. You can use it for um, any anything like that. Oh, I use it for my professional talks, too. So it helps you create content that you need for those. 
And then it's much easier to write because as you've heard from people in our Write My Book boot camp and in the writing club, that it makes it much easier to write your book because you have focus and you know yeah. where you're going. Well, I, I actually did a Twitter poll about this, and if you if you haven't been part of the the community here before, you'll you'll I'll just let you know that I am the Twitter dude, and I do all of this sort of work behind the scenes on Twitter, and Joyce and Sherilyn sort of maintain the Facebook component, and together we're reaching thousands of people. There's sixteen hundred members of the group now, and we're really rocking. A big hello to the thirty that joined this week, and uh, I, I really love the idea that. You know, most of the people I've chatted to have said a couple of things. One is, I, I can't get started. I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a system. I don't know even where to begin. And the other thing is, they don't know how they can find the time. And I think these two combinations, especially when you think that these five ideas, W R I T E, which mm -hmm. is a start today, mean something. So why don't we just start with what does W mean? Where where do you do you want to, do you want to read them all out or do you want to start them in uh, read them out? We'll, we'll just go as go through as we go. Um, so first, just what what do you want to write about? That seems like a given, <laughs> but sometimes you have your topic is way too broad for what you're doing, and you need to yeah. narrow it down. So you can have what we call an overarching topic and a specific topic, and your specific topic is what you want to talk about in this book. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a, a whole paragraph. It's just like, in my example, I use productivity is the overarching topic. And the specific topic is how I grew my business using the 90 day year system. So in this, wow. if this book or a blog post, this would be what the book's about. It's not my book title. It's not my, you know, it's, it could be kind of like the theme of the book, I guess is what you consider that. And so, okay, so let's, let's pick up on that. Let's pick up on that. The idea of what starts the whole process by understanding what right. the book is about. Right there, you've pulled apart some really major structure issues, haven't you? You've, you've, you've worked out what it isn't about, which is a very good mm -hmm. point. It's not about X, it's about Y or W in this case. So, <laughs> you know, um, that's a very, very good point. What is it about? Then it moves to R, and R stands for reach. It stands for reach. Why is that important? Well, let me uh, go back to a point that you made with the way, and you said that you knows what you not what you're not going to talk about. That's a very good point because most, especially first time writers, but a lot of writers have lots of words, and they go down lots of rabbit trails. And that's part of what the right plan helps you to keep you ah, yeah. on, the, yeah. on the straight and narrow of what you want to help people with. And if you know what you're not writing about, then you know better what you are writing about. So that's a great yeah. point. I love that. So R is reach and who do you want to reach? And as Sherilyn and I teach, you cannot reach everybody. Yes, everybody may be it may be great for everybody, but if you write to everybody, your book's going to be boring because you haven't written to somebody specific. It's going to be too broad. Yeah. It's going to be too dull because you, you're not getting down to that nitty gritty. And what you want with reach is you want that reader to be reading that book and go, oh my goodness, 
How did he know I was struggling with this? That's right. I, yep, you're talking to a specific person. Look, let me pick up on the. I think this is possibly yeah. the most important part when it comes to the marketing the book, and I want to reflect on mm -hmm. what we chatted about yesterday with Joe, which was just golden. Yeah. You know, we're talking about this in the in the group call in the writing club. We're talking about the idea that if you self-publish a book, you've got to do all the marketing. So you have to know who you want to reach because you have to know where they are. Mm -hmm. But if you're a publisher, which is what a lot of people aspire to, the, the, that's the first question they're going to ask you. You know, who is this book for? Who, mm -hmm. how, have you, how have you worked out who is this book for and where are, you, where are they and have you done some preliminary research as to how to get to them? Because, we live, you know, it's 2020, we live in a world where publishers are busy and they're not that excited about giving money away. To, to a random person writing a book. So you've got to have a bit of structure about this, haven't we? And, and uh, the reach is, I think, one of the fundamental ideas. Do you, do you agree? It is. And it, it also will help you with the writing. But I will say, as a creative person, it can be one of the hardest things to figure out because you do want to, you know, like me and you, we want to help everybody, but not everybody likes us. Not everybody needs us. Not everybody connects with us. And that's okay. You want to find the people that you can connect with and the people who you um, will inspire. And a good way to do that is if you have either go into other groups that have to do with your topic and ask them, hey, I'm thinking about writing a book about X, Y, Z. What is your biggest struggle? Like you do on Twitter with the polls. And go to go different places, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and ask people, what are they struggling with that relates to your topic? You know, for me, if I was going to do that for writers, is what's your top struggle? Is it overwhelm, organization, knowing where to start, you know, all those kinds of things that go into writing. Those are the things I would ask. What do you need help with? And have specific things because if you say, how can I help you? That's, again, you're too broad. And they're like, I yeah. don't know. How can you help me? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You've got Things. You've got some exercises, I'm guessing, around that, which you talk about, obviously, in the right club and in yes. the in the boot camp. Is this? Is, can you give us one takeaway as to how people could might define their reach? You've got a technique. Uh, one thing is searching the internet for your topic, or searching groups, searching Facebook groups, oh, um, wow. LinkedIn groups, and find out what are people talking about. What are they asking in those groups? You know, the scope of my audience and finding the right audience was a big hurdle. See, yep, Doug said, once I cleared that hurdle, I had a much better idea of how to structure the rest of the book. Yes, that's yeah. excellent, Doug. Definitely. And it, and it does. It helps you structure the book because you know who you're talking to, you know what their problem is, and you know how you can help them solve it. That is what you're, you're trying to do here, which leads us to I, which is infrastructure. And what is the foundation of your book? And the big question I ask here is, what do you want the person to think, feel, or do after they finish reading your book? If you can well, So what action that, step? What action step do they need to take? Right, right. Is it because some books you just may it may they just may be feel good books, and that's more of like a, a novel kind of thing or um, something like it, that somebody's story and it's 
um, how to help you, but it's more of a, just a feel good type thing or a connection yeah. thing. But most other nonfiction books, you want them to do something after reading your book. You want them to be thinking about something. You want them to be working on themselves in yeah. some form, you know, because there's personal development covers everything from weight loss to leadership to how to prioritize. And yes, it's great, Sherilyn. Yes, she envisions talking to one person. That's what's perfect with reach. If you can figure out that one person, whether it's a previous client or a friend, that's like, that's who I want to help. That's who I can yeah. help. Yeah. So, and I, I'd imagine this, as much as reach is very hard, this particular step for writers is very hard because I know a lot of writers and writers want to write. They love the process of writing and they love right. the idea that they've written something, but they often don't think, I mean, naturally, they obviously often don't think that once someone's written this, what's the next step? What do we want them to do? And that's what the infrastructure sounds. And we talk a lot more about this in the in the, in the right club and in, in the boot camp. But um, it's a very, very fundamental idea that you need to have give someone an action step. So because you're you're targeting non-fiction writers primarily. So these these books are right. about making the world a better place, making you a better person, doing something in, with your life and your time to help others. They're, they're very functional books, aren't they? Right, right. I mean, just think of anything, any book that you could pick up. I mean, I've got 50 of them in here right now. Uh, no, probably more than that. <laughs> but, you know, like for me, Story Trump Structure by Stephen James is something that I've used to help write my novel. Um, mm -hmm. High Performance Habits by Brendan Bouchard is something I use to help me with running my business. You know, just anything like that. And they all have that structure, that foundation, there's organization to it. If you are all over the place, you're gonna lose people in the first couple of pages. And here's the thing, yeah. you want them to engage, you want them to like it. And even if they don't read all of it, cause you know, a lot of people, and I'm bad about this, read, three, four chapters get in like, oh, that's really good. I want to go do this. And they could do whatever. And they forget to come back to the book or they might read the end because there's, you know, that chapter is the one that they really need to help them. So, and that's the way a lot of people use the books. Not everybody reads from cover to cover like we talked about last yeah. night. With Joe. Well, can we, can we pick up on the importance of infrastructure again? What I'm actually going to do, and you'll probably notice in the top right-hand corner, I've got little letters indicating the actual, the actual uh, points. So we've had W, which is what we've had mm -hmm. R, which stands for reach. Now we have infrastructure, which stands for what fundamental actions do you want to take? Why is that so important that people think about that? It's this is what I call the foundation of the book, and this is a step that I tell you to create a foundation sentence, and you create one for the entire book, and then when you work on each chapter, you create one for each chapter, and that foundation. Sentence, I'll give you an example is every person can be more productive by using the 98 year system. So every person can blank by blank. So if you go blank by blank and you've, every person can do what? And maybe you're, you're talking to a targeted group. You know, every nurse can do such and such. Every teacher can do blank by blank. Fill in uh, whoever, yes, yes, yes. whoever it is that you're talking to. Um, if every person works, then every person, you know, is, just use that. But that and that sentence, that sentence is really hard for a lot of people 
for the reason like Doug said, is you are, you have so many ideas and it's hard to distill it down into one sentence of what the mm. essence of So let, let me take this out as an example. Say, for instance, I had a book on Twitter. I don't have a book on Twitter, but just say I had a book on Twitter and my foundation sentence would be everyone can follow 30 people a day. Mm-hmm. That's the foundation. The way you can do that sentence will be every person can grow their Twitter following by following 30 people a day. Yeah, there it is. That's the foundation sentence, and that's the infrastructure component. Yeah. Right. And and that and the reason why that's very important is it really sets the scene for what the book, the book itself will become. Mm -hmm. And then and again it makes the writing process much easier, doesn't it? It does. It, it makes it so much easier when you know who you're talking to and what you're talking about, which leads to T. And that's how can they achieve this outcome? We want to teach them. Um, teaching. Is, te- okay. is teach them. So what you do on, on teaching is you create a question out of the foundation sentence. So um, this, in my example is how can every person be more productive? That's the question. Now you want to think about if there was someone sitting across from you and they were asking you, you what your book's about and this was the question how can how can I be more productive what would your answer be and that's the point so wow for, there you go and see this is your teaching and so if you and if you know your book is going to be 10 chapters when you're doing this for your entire book, then you have 10 points because you want to have a topic for each chapter. And then I teach people to go back through and do infrastructure and teach for each chapter because your what and your reach is going to stay the same for the let entire me just book. Pull, let me just pull apart this. This is brilliant. This is yes. brilliant. I didn't get this when I've heard you talk about this before. So the T stands for teach. Now, once you ask a question, from your foundation sentence, in your case, how can people become more productive? That's the T. You're teaching mm-hmm. people to become more productive. Suddenly, that piece of work, whether it's the chapter or the whole book, answers that question. Right. Now, once you once you know that, the words just come out, don't they? Right. Right. And that's why I love this. It's simple. You can make this more detailed if you want, or you can keep it simple like this. You know, when I'm creating this for my own books, sometimes I'll go down and, you know, under each chapter when I've written all the topics out. Excuse mm-hmm. me. There's a hair driving me crazy. <laughs> um, but when I'll go down and I'll write little points of like, OK, I want to write this, put this story in here. I want to talk about this in this chapter. As things come to me, then it's a good way. It's, it's almost like a brain dump for your book. And if you and if you struggle with this, that's what I explain to people. If you struggle creating this, just do a free write on, okay, I want this to be a book about blah, whatever it is, on how to grow your following on Twitter. Then just free write a couple of paragraphs, a page, whatever works for you. And all of this information that you want for the right plan will be there. It will you because you'll see the commonality, you'll see the thread, you'll see the structure coming. To form, and you'll see the rabbit trails because once you start structuring, you're like, "Hmm, that's a good idea, but not for this book." 
And so well, that's the thing that's great about the T component, this idea and what you just said, the idea that once you ask a question, you free write or what I've heard you say as a brain dump, you know, mm -hmm. you, you just basically free form it mm -hmm. and then you just write it down. And then, then possibly the most part, important part, which you often need to outsource is the E and what does E stand for? Editing, editing and editing and editing. And there's another word, editing and expanding. And expanding. So expanding, editing and expanding. Yeah, expand is adding stories, stats, um, any kind ah, of yeah, docu yeah. documentation that will support what you're saying. It could be having, you know, a third party person who has a credential and what you're talking about. So like, especially if you're talking about mental health, it's always good to have a psychologist or psychiatrist, you know, give a little blurb of support of what you're talking about. So if they, you know, say you're talking about depression, you could ask this doctor about, you know, who suffers from depression and why and and what are the things that they can do. And if they're supporting what you're talking about, then you have yeah. that third party validation. Not every book needs that, but some books do. It's really good and it helps. And it just gives you some more credibility having that third party validation because you're like, oh, OK, she's got some doctors agreeing with her. Because a lot of people, what they want to do is they want to write about their experience with anxiety, depression, um, eating disorders, whatever. But they're not a qualified professional. They just know what they've been through and what yeah. helped them. Look, I want to pick up on this. This is a very common theme, and I would imagine that you would you would meet a lot of people like this. People start with a particular mission because they've experienced it, eating disorder, depression, anxiety, bipolar mm -hmm. maybe. And they go, okay, well, this is something I've experienced and this is something I feel compelled to write about. Mm -hmm. But then when you go to the E, which stands for editing and expansion, then you suddenly say, well, look, you know, I think the book would be stronger if I had some outside experts backing up my, my experiences because right. I've experienced it and I know what it feels like, but we need to have an outside source First of all, you probably need a second set of eyes on the editing because that's a very difficult job to do on your own. But second of all, the idea of having outside experts with stats and research and reports adds so much weight to the book, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It gives it some more validity and just some more depth sometimes too that you can add into that, that book from other people. Um, even like, and even adding other people's stories because like what I did in my first devotional is um, it was about growing in as a, a Christian. And the end of the week, I interviewed somebody and I asked them, how did they worship God? How did they spend their quiet time? And I interviewed 10, 11 people. All of them had different answers. Yeah. And it was, yeah. it was interesting to see. And it just, you know, what I was trying to do is show there's not a one pigeonhole way how to worship God. We're all created different and we can do, we can worship him however God created us to do it. And you can do the same thing with your stories. You can show people, you know, maybe there's different ways to handle whatever it is, you know, whether it's mental health or physical health or spiritual health or professional, you know, health and your business. When and when you add those stories, it brings interest and depth. And it's not just your story. And unless you have a really super powerful story, like um, Elizabeth um, Samboon, who we had on the podcast um, at the beginning of the season 11, she was sex trafficked as a child. That's a powerful story. 
she and I, things that um I don't know that she did because I haven't finished reading her book, but having other people come in who know more about that also helps because I mean she had a powerful story and helped her. Yes, yeah, I, and it's a very her. good example because her story is horrendous and it's very personal to her. But there's a deeper story, and that is that, unfortunately, this is not an isolated once-off story. Right. We, we need to understand that this is, is going on and we need to stop it. Right. And that's the point of the book. That's the, that is the what of the book. Right. We need to tell right. the story not so that the story is told, but that we can fix the problem. Exactly. And it's very powerful. And then it's very powerful. It is. So then I talk about self-editing because you need to, I love this for Sherilyn. My book, Shonda White, didn't have the infrastructure and fail. Once I edited it and started foundation steps, it was picked up for publication. See the difference? You you get um, seen and you have, you know, it, need, it just needs to be professional. And that's what we help people do is write professional quality books. But the next part of E is the editing. And I always tell people, and um, we've talked about this and I had I posted something in the group this week about it. Do not edit and write at the same time. You will drive mm -hmm. yourself crazy. Because there are two different sides of your brain. There's the creative side of writing and there's the analytical side of editing. And if you try to do them both at the same time, you will leave writing time exhausted and probably frustrated because you haven't made the progress. Whereas if you just write, get it out, and then go back, you know, the next day or what I like to do is after I write a chapter, I do something called a soft edit. And that's, I'm just checking for the content flow. Does it sound okay. good? Yeah. Does it flow? Does anything need to be rearranged? Does anything need to be taken out? And I'm not scrutinizing it really bad at that point because I'm still in that creative zone, but I'm just cleaning it up. So I'm making sure it's saying what I want it to say. Then once I finish the entire book, then I will go back through and I usually do the content edit after every chapter. And I might do a little bit if like a chapter is longer and I work on it like for three or four days, then I might look at it, what I'd written the day before or the last couple paragraphs to kind of warm my brain up to write for that day. Yeah. But the next thing is grammar, you know, your punctuation, active voice versus um, passive voice, pronoun agreement, and removing all unnecessary that's. I am that Nazi. That is not that necessary. <laughs> a lot of times, um, and I was talking to somebody, who was it? Oh, Jim, I'm going to call him out. I won't say his last name, but Jim will know who I'm talking about. Um, he, I, we, I went over this with him and he said, let me see how many that's I have. In a 23,000 word document, he had 524 that's. That's wow. a lot of that. <laughs> and that's like, one of those words that is a bit superfluous that can, you can do without it and the writing is stronger without it. Right. Um, well, there's two things. Most of the time, 80% of the time or more, it can be completely removed. The sentence still makes sense and it actually sounds better because it cleans it up. Then the other part of the time is there's usually a better word, but we use that in conversation because we don't walk around with our thesaurus going, hold on, let me see if I can find a better word to say right here. Uh, no, <laughs> nobody does that. <laughs> you, but when you're writing, it makes a much stronger sentence because when you say what you really mean to say, 
and just yeah. think of that is a filler word. It's really not that necessary. The only time that that is I consider necessary is if it's like a supporting sentence because of that situation, which even that could be changed, but because of that situation, yeah. I had to blah, blah, blah. Um, and a lot of times that can be changed to the, because of the situation. I might do a bit of a fun edit. I might do a bit of a fun edit and find a, a graphic for the word that and put it in every time you say it and in the course of one hour, see how many times you say it. It's quite, now that I've heard that word, that word, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm now starting to find uh, ways, I'm, I'm tuning in to how many times you say that. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. a lot, isn't it? It is. Now that, that is a great example of editing. You know, you've written the, yes. the book, you've, fl you've let it flow out, and then you go back and do what I'm guessing you would call a hard edit where you really pull it apart. And that is maybe, and I really want to ask you this question, this is possibly a time to send it to someone else, isn't it? Right. And I mean, it, clean it up as good as you can. But if you if grammar is not your thing, I mean, I hope you have it pretty clean. But if grammar is not your thing, then let the editor do it and just say, listen, I'm not really good at grammar. I tried my best. You can always run it through Grammarly or Pro Writing Aid, and those will help you. But you cannot rely on those because those are those are not going to see the whole context of your book. Yeah, of course. You know, you, this would actually be a stronger word because even when I run through stuff through pro writing editing, sometimes it does stuff that's like, no, that's silly. Uh, you know, it doesn't like adverbs. And sometimes you need adverbs because it's describing the word <laughs> that has yeah. to be described. The sentence wouldn't make sense without it. So things like that, that unless you know, you, you're you going to be confused um, with pro writing, I mean, with your punctuation and stuff. So mm. let an editor do it. And I don't care who, you know, somebody that's written for 50 years or somebody like me who's been writing for 10 years, I write really well, but I still need an editor because you yeah. need someone else's eyes to look at it objectively. We have to have somebody else's eyes on it. Or at, when, at what stage do you get someone else in to do the editing? Do you do you give them the hard edit, or do you do you do the soft edit yourself and then pass it on? What point do you give someone the edit? For me personally, I wait till it's time for the hard edit. Um, but for people who are writing their first book or two, I suggest working with a writing coach like me and Sherilyn because we edit as we go along. But like as you write chapter one, then I'll edit it. And we go through it three times ourselves. That's how we work with our clients is I go through it one time. Sherilyn goes through it one time. I send it back to the client for review. And then we do one final proof of it to make sure that it's good. And um, so it goes. So we go through it three times ourselves. Um, publishers, I have heard some publishers will go through it six times because they have Here's the thing. You're looking for different things at different times. Sometimes yeah, you're looking yeah. for punctuation. Sometimes you're looking for content. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. you're looking for formatting. You know, do you have the same font throughout? Do you have the same subtitle, the same size? I mean, cause that's the thing. When you start working on it, you, you forget. You're not thinking about it. it. It's no big deal because then that's what but it has to be done at the end. You want everything to be uniform and professional. 
Um, I want to pick up on this. I want to pick up on this because the editing is. I know. I know this is what you and Cheryl and do. This is why I'm giving you the kudos for this. You know, we we know for sure that a second set of eyes is a very important part. And you said that you wait for the hard because you've been writing a while and you know that some of these basic things you can check as you go. But someone who's never written a book before, which is quite a lot of the people in this group. Mm-hmm. You you could you could be forgiven for sort of editing chapter by chapter to get the because you'll you'll notice themes won't you Hey you know you, you're changing the font or actually there's a different style with that that subheading in chapter one and chapter two We have to keep that uniform. Or right. You're using right. a, you're using a lot of what Cheryl and calls weed words. I want to I want to sh- share this with the group because and I will yes. talk about the we'll talk about the TWC in a minute because one of the things that we've done we're very proud of this guys. You know, we've got a free Facebook group with 1,635 members and we love you all and please make as many comments as you want. But then we have what we call TWC, the writing club. We, we meet once a week or have several sessions every week. And for a small fee, we actually take it up a notch. We do this via Zoom and the next week we've got a Marketing Monday session with a friend of mine from LA who will help you get on the radio and the TV. And that's a skill that she's learnt, as you mm-hmm. call it. That's her gift. That's her gift, right? And then we have got a group call at the end of the month where we're going to talk about the idea of what whether you should publish yourself or whether you should uh, hold out you know, for an uh, for a publisher. And that in itself is a big story, you know. And that's that's a session worth having. So, can you tell us a little bit about what you mean by weed words and what the TWC is for people who haven't heard of it? Yeah, weed words are words that. Just- they're essentially fluff words. They they don't add to it. Um, some of the favorites that people use is, I started to blah, blah, blah. We don't need you to know that you started to. Just tell me you did it. <laughs> you know, um, I, I this was another one. Um, I was reading this article back in May, and I learned this. In a book, who cares when you read the article? I recently read an article and it said blah blah blah, you know, things things like that. Those are weed words that have. Oh nothing. yes, and weed phrases. I'm guessing. I yes. recently read an article that that particular phrase is a little bit superfluous, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I read an article, and it doesn't matter when you read it because, especially in a book, they're supposed to be, you know, generally time of uh, their time. Like, what can you tell me about what this means? I, I don't know where this is going, those but I'm the, guessing this is the weed story. Words. Those are the we words have has up down. Uh, I have to go here. I went here, you know. Uh, have you know, she has okay, anything <laughs> just went blank. She has we too many weed words in her. And her right. writing. But anyway, as we said, we were talking about the, uh, and the, look, what I wanted to pick up on is we've got this lovely synergy. Sherilyn is in Rhode Island. You're in Atlanta. I'm in Melbourne, Australia. And we've got members from all over the world calling in, uh, sharing. Doug's, Doug's in there and uh, big hello to Doug, who is in, um, where is Doug? North Carolina. North Carolina. So what this is, the, what we call the tier, the, the tiers. Well, this is the first tier. Oh, and the reason why this is important and the reason why we work so well together is that marketing is my gift. 
I love marketing. And without mm. marketing, as Joe said yesterday, and you absolutely have to watch that interview with Joe yesterday, you yeah. could have books in the basement. And, and this is what he said, books in the basement and you're begging people to buy mm. them. Like you, you realise that with a vanity publisher, they've published 5,000 copies of your book at $2 each, you've spent 10 grand and suddenly you've got all these books in a place that, you know, where they'll fit and you've got to get rid of them. And the reason why that is, is because you haven't done the pre-work and said along the way, I have to make sure that I've got a good book, but I've also got my publishing down and I've got an audience. And this is exactly what the writing club talks about, isn't it? Exactly. We talk about this stuff. Exactly. And that's what makes it a great, uh, you know, Keith helps you with audience building. Cheryl and I help you with writing. And she's also an expert on book proposals. And I just talked to someone today and we may have us a fiction expert joining us too. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yes. So um, Sherilyn knows who, who she is, but I haven't told Sherilyn. But if I said her name, she would know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, and she loves her too. So, but so that is in the works too. Cause I, what I found out the a lady I talked to today, that's going to join and some ladies in the group, Charlene, being one of them who's here right now. Charlene um, and Sherilyn. Yes. Our Charlene and Sherilyn that shush, 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 um, <laughs> that, um, Shay, yes, it's hard to say, um, <laughs> is that they're writing some they're writing fiction and so i wanted to have some fiction um expertise to help them because i am not um a fiction expert i'm writing fiction i'm learning it but i'm not an expert um, and this lady has won awards and i love her books and so and she teaches and she loves doing this and so she's um we're talking about putting bringing her in in october because she can't come join us until then but we will. That, so that's a sneak peek that even yeah. Keith and Sherilyn did not know yet. <laughs> oh, big story. So, and but I, that it, it talks about the power of collaboration. Like I, I am one guy in Melbourne, Australia. I don't know everything, but I know a lot about what I know about. Right. And what I know about, you don't know about. And so right. I had enormous uh, value. I'm proud to say this without sounding conceited. I had enormous value to this group because I bring my history. Mm -hmm. So this fiction writer will bring her history. Sherilyn's mm -hmm. expert at publishing and, and getting that the book to that level. That's that's her story. You you have a, a really strong uh, understanding of how to write the book and get it out of your brain and in, in onto the page. And together, just imagine what we're going to create. Just imagine the synergy between uh, all of these people in this fantastic group now. Yes. So I'm excited, but. You can join the group for a dollar to try it out for a dollar for the first month, and then it's forty-seven dollars a month after that. So you can, can you come type in? Can you type in the URL, Cheryl, uh, so that we can share that? Cheryl, it's the yeah. right club. The right, right club dot biz forward slash club, isn't it? Right coach dot biz forward slash club. Yeah. Um, Cheryl, if you could type that in for us real quick. But what we do is we have a writing training and a grammar training each month. And then Keith does marketing Mondays once a month. It's the second Monday of the month. And then the fourth Thursday of the month, or the last Thursday, however it ends, of the month is the group coaching call. 
So in the group coaching call, you get to ask your questions about your project. We also have a private Facebook group where you can ask your questions and people are supporting each other. I love that and connecting with each other. And that's the big thing is having a community because a lot of writers like this lady I spoke with today, you know, she didn't know a lot of things that and that could help her. And she's like, oh, I didn't know that. And so that is why we want to collaborate because we can help each yeah. other out because what I don't know, I bring people in and Keith does the same thing. What he doesn't know or his not his expertise, like Gail's with publishing coming in on Monday, uh, who are some other people we have lined up and all of the yeah, work yeah. are recorded. So they're all in the portal. So you can see it in the membership portal. You can see everything that we've already had. So when you sign up, you can get going right away. And well, just let me, let me pick up on what the writing club has planned because I'm so proud of this. I've yeah. always wanted to have one. So my friend Gail Murphy in LA is the, is the go-to girl in LA in Hollywood if you want to get on the TV and on radio with your book. So you've written a book and you're thinking, well, geez, you know, I wouldn't mind talking about that on the, on the podcast or on the TV or are getting get written about in the Washington Post. So what she teaches is... Once you do that, you have to have your mojo. Like there's a this media training. You have to you have to actually have coaching, so that mm-hmm. you perform like well. If you if you're gonna get on the, the the Late Show with Jimmy Fallon and you finally manage to do it, you know you don't want to flake it. You don't want to go there and, and flop. So she teaches you to you know it's all about presentation skills. It's almost almost like a, a a masterclass in how to present when you get on people's podcasts, which will happen when you get on TV, when you get uh, asked to do guest blogs, because the world has a flow. One is there's creators, and there's and there's promoters. And I'm a promoter. I create content, which mainly like this one for today with Joyce. I'm a promoting the right plan. Mm-hmm. That's not my idea, that's Joyce's idea, but my wisdom in the world is to promote others. And there's people like me in the world that have podcasts and blogs and TV shows. So what Gail talks about next Tuesday for you, for me, Monday night for you, Marketing Monday, in the in the Right Club, she talks about how do you do it? How do you get these gigs? How do you, what do you say? How do you leverage it so that people get more books, uh, buy more books and get more gigs? We've also got Joe coming back. Because yesterday's uh, was probably the best live stream I've ever done. Because he he talked like I could have given that presentation like we're brothers from another mother. He he really understands that it's not about writing the book only. It's about the idea that you don't want that scenario where you've got a box of books in the basement and you're begging. That's a new version of that one, Joyce. You've got mm-hmm. a box of books in the basement and you're begging people to buy them. You don't want to be in that position. I know people that have been in that position with the $10,000 debt and a books, box of books. So he talks about that. He's coming on the show. We've had Anne-Marie Cross talking about podcasting, that if, if you want to have a podcast or get on other people's podcasts, she can teach you to do that. We've had my mate Doyle calling in from Perth who has an online uh, writing system, an online marketing system for your book. He's a genius. And mm-hmm. so we've got lots and lots of really cool people lined up to go. In November, I'm doing a special session on on uh, Twitter for Andrea Washington, who's a member of the club, and also uh, several other people that have been begging me to teach what I know in Twitter, because that's my thing. So the November is like a 
Twitter special edition. But I'm searching the world. I'm actually searching the world for experts on this on this stuff. And uh, I've been doing this a while, so they we have a sort of a mutual respect. They come on the show, they give away heaps of goodies, and everyone wins, don't they? Mm-hmm. They do, they do. And that's what's been so great about it. And what I love, and I know everybody in the group loves on Marketing Monday, then you can ask the guest, if you're there live, your questions. And so that is another cool feature of the Riding Club is, you know, you don't have to go anywhere. You can be in your PJs, your hair pulled up, or Rachel's curly hair. <laughs> and um, you can curl up on your sofa or in your bed and sit there and talk with us and be learning. And we also have this really great thing with the group call. That dynamic is ex extraordinary. Can you talk a little bit about why the group call, the the accountability parts is so foundationally important to a writing project? It is because it, the writing journeys can be lonely. If you're just writing by yourself and you got this, you know, content rolling around up in your head and you're working on it day in and day out, and you don't talk to anybody about it, and it it just it can fall flat and stale, and you can get bored or frustrated because you yeah, don't have yeah. support. Whereas if you come to our group and you go, you know, I'm working on this, I'm thinking about doing this, but I'm not sure if I like it or not, or I'm not sure if that's the direction I want to go, and then everybody starts, you know, going, oh, what if you did this? What if you did that? What about this? And not that every idea is perfect. But the brainstorming effect helps. Like Charlene needs to work on the title of her book and she couldn't make it to the group call last time. So hopefully she can this time so we can help brainstorm with her unless she's maybe she's come up with something now or not. I don't know. But there was, you know, she wanted to, a, a little pressure idea for her book title. And I said, well, let's brainstorm that in the group. And that things like that, that's what makes it fun is connecting. I used to go to a group years ago when I was in a writing group um, in Augusta at Barnes & Noble. We would meet once a month and, you know, I'd have to leave my house and leave my son and um, talk, and it was fun to get out sometimes, especially at that point because I was a stay-at-home mommy, so <laughs> it didn't bother me too much to get out of the house. But the you know for the introverts and the you know, now that we have our lovely COVID that everybody's dealing with it's good to be able to get online yes it's safe and non-judgmental Sherilyn you're right I love that yeah. it is a Look, I think that I think the biggest I've seen I've heard of writing groups where they make you write a certain amount of words to stay in the group have you heard this story that some groups get really sort of draconian if you don't write a thousand words a day then you're out You've got to prove that you've written 30,000 words a month, every month, forever. Cost 10 bucks to join, but if you don't join, you're out. And people yeah. say, man, I've got a job. I want to write a book, but come on. I mean, I'm doing my best. But with the writing club, and because I'm involved in it now, the we, we do them via Zoom. And the, the power of Zoom is that it's very intimate. Mm -hmm. Now, with, with StreamYard, I am talking to you and the people make comments on the side and I have to make a, a conscious choice to add or subtract those comments. Whereas with uh, with a Zoom, everyone is equal. Right. We facilitate the process, but anyone who has a question has a chance to ask that question and the group has a chance to answer it. It's a very, very dynamic process, isn't it? It is, it is, it's a lot of fun. And I mean, I leave those meetings energized. Um, plus I'm a people person, so 
I love, yeah. you know, having everybody there and getting to talk with them and, you know, we cut up sometimes and have fun. So yeah, it is not a draconian, as you said, <laughs> where you have to write so many words. Now, here's the thing. I will encourage you. I will nudge you some, but I'm not going to be your mom and come and check in your homework. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just make sure that you are staying on the path because we have a path that we got, um, that we take you on. It's uh, clarify, create, complete, and connect. Those are the four C's. And we're still working our way through clarify. And um, then I think next month we start create. And so those steps, each of those steps have, you know, a hundred little steps in them that, that you have to do for your book. But it's important. And part of why I brought Keith in is because, you know, people will come to me and work with me for six months to a year sometimes, pay thousands of dollars to help me edit and coach them and get done with their book. And they have no email list. They have no social you know, uh, platform to speak of, you know, I got 500 friends on Facebook and let me get, they're probably not your target audience. (laughs) They're your friends and your buddy. It's a different, it's a different mindset, isn't it? I'm very proud of the idea that marketing Mondays is once a month for one Mm -hmm. hour, Mm -hmm. because that's at the start of the process, probably all you need once a month for one hour, just Mm -hmm. get your head around the idea of, what is your target market? Who are they? Where do they live? Who are you writing for? And let's right. start accumulating a, a, a system. We've got 1,635 members of this group. This group is all writers who want to mm-hmm. write or have written a book. Now, that's a yeah. very targeted group that are very engaged. And our highest score so far is we've had 118 comments in the one hour we did yesterday, 118 comments. It was such a dynamic process. And, uh, you know, the highest score so far is we've had 1,700 views on the replays. And so that's a group of people that are engaged in the process. They know what they want. They know what they don't want. Mm-hmm. And they and but most importantly, we're all helping each other achieve because we've got a right. slightly different we've got a slightly different approach to the book, certain, mm-hmm. certainly different topics. But also, we don't know everything, and by linking in with the community, which is exactly what the writing club is about, TWC, it's not very much. But what I'd also like you to mention there, because we've started a new idea called the boot camp, what I'm now calling the platinum club. What? How does that different? What is that about? So Write My Book Bootcamp is a group coaching program, and it is more intense, and it's actually starting up next week, but it is much more intense than the writing club. And when I say intense, I'm not going to be beating you over head. It's just that we're going to move faster. There's, yeah. It's about an hour or less than an hour's worth of training each week that will be released but you don't have to do it that week. You can do it the next week or three weeks later. It's, but it's a 12-week program that takes you from the writing idea phase, learning how to self-edit, how to create a book proposal. Sherilyn has a whole training on that. And then it um, also helps you with creating a business model out of your writing career, yeah. as well yeah. as publishing. What, what are the pros and cons of self-publishing versus 
um, traditional publishing? Which one's right for you? Because not every time is it the right thing is self-publishing or traditional right for everybody. You've got to figure out which one's right for you. And it depends yeah. on the book too. And so- Look, I, I really want to pick up on what you've just said there. The, the Facebook group is very general. There's 1,600 people and it's very, it's a very bit of a slow burn. Right. The writing club is very, uh, is very, very inclusive. There's only a small group of us at the moment, but we're building that. But now we have this thing called the boot camp because some people in the group have said, you know what, I, I want to go faster. You know, can, can you can you push the accelerator on? Can I get on the fast train? And there are certain times in your life when you want to get on the fast train. You know, you know what you want. You know who you're writing to. You, you, you're eager. You're, you know, you're mm -hmm. really chomping at the bit. And the boot camp, or what I'm calling the Platinum Club, this is a chance once a week, every week for 12 weeks. We get on, right. we get on the on the uh, on Zoom, and we coach you through. Like it's really intense, but because of that, you get a lot of traction really fast, don't you? Like really fast. Right. So if you're so, ready, if you're ready to jump on the fast train, the boot camp might be the right idea. Right, and it'll help you if you are ready and willing. You can write your book in the next three months and have it a good, solid first draft. It may not be finished. It may not be edited. But, yes, Doug went through it back in February, and he loved it, and it really helped him. And it's well, the great thing is, Doug, by the way, you can join us for the group calls. So the alumni people can come back for the group calls every time that we run it. And that's a great thing if you're working on something and want some connection, then you can come back through and, and work with it again. But yeah. the other thing that we're going to be doing in the boot camp is you're going to critique get a critique of your first 10 pages. Sherilyn and I are going to critique it. Um, and then Keith is going to do, we're going to do one-on-one -on -one sessions. Keith is going to do a one-on-one -on -one session with you about your audience building. I want to do yeah. one with you about your critique and your writing project. You can ask me anything about your writing project and any help that you need. And then Cheryl's going to, Sherilyn is going to help you do a book proposal. You can meet with her about your book proposal. And if you have no idea where to start, she'll help you get started. If you started and you have questions, you can ask her those questions. So but you get one hour with each of us over the three months, as well as the group coaching call. And then there's eight weeks of video training. And there might be a ninth training if we add our fiction friends. So um, she may add a fiction training in there too, so that we can help all kinds of writers. So that's yeah. the exciting thing about that. And if this is something that you're interested in, you need to schedule time to talk with me because um, we accept people after you've had a call with me. But you can check out on the rightcoach.biz bootcamp right there what it's all about and then to schedule a call with me is the right coach.biz calendar. So let me put that in here. And what I, we do is we meet for an hour and we just go over where you're at, you know, what your idea is and how I can help you and tell you a little bit more about the boot camp and see if it's a good fit. And if it's not a good fit, then you can always do the writing club. That may be a better fit. It might be the best place for you to start. I just don't know. Everybody's different. And so if you want to go a little slower, the writing club is great. If you want to go a little faster, the boot camp is great. So we are excited that uh, to be here and to help you. Please feel free to put um, any questions in the comments. Uh, if you need some help or if you want to private message me, you can, I've always my messages, so you can private message me. 
And I would love to help you um, grow in your writing career and start your writing journey if you haven't started it yet. I'll, I'll, I just love this, Joyce. This is possibly the best project I've ever done because every part of the process is there. If you just want to chill in the Facebook group, we're happy to have you. If you mm -hmm. want to come and join us on Zoom once a week or uh, every couple of weeks, you know, we're happy to have you. There's a lovely community that's building gently over time. And if you really want to get on the fast train, Joyce has a system for that. So we, we're really targeting everyone everywhere. I'm in Melbourne, Australia. Joyce is in Atlanta, Georgia. Or, so how do you say it? Edmonton? No, it's uh, Eagleton. Eaton. Eaton. There it is. <laughs> so, um, and she lives by the lake and Sherilyn's in Providence, uh, Rhode Island. And so suddenly, you know, we're, we're really tapping into a global uh, synergy. We're doing our best. This is how we put food on the table and pay our mortgages. But we're happy to help at whatever level you're at. So can you just quickly run through the right plan, uh, the, what the letters stand for, we'll wrap it up, and then yes. uh, next Tuesday we've got the marketing at Marketing Monday, haven't we? Yes. Yes. Well, Tuesday for you, Monday for us. <laughs> but all right. So Debbie is what? What are you writing about? Yeah. R is reach. Who do you want to target? I is infrastructure. What is your book about? You know, the foundation. What do you want them to think, feel, or do after they read your book? T is teach. How can you help them uh, achieve their outcome that you have on your infrastructure? And then E is expand and edit. Absolutely brilliant. Well, we've been chatting almost an hour, so I might wrap it up there. I'll let everyone um see the replay and, and you've got that great link there the right coach.biz forward slash calendar if you want to chat to Joyce about the upcoming boot camp which actually starts next week or the ongoing club which we have been uh, going for, for, with for quite a long time now so uh, I thank you everyone for the comments we've had another wonderful session of of lovely uh interaction and thanks for everyone being in the club we'll we'll see you uh next week for marketing Monday and uh, another uh, Wisdom Wednesday next week as well. I'll talk to you later. Sounds great. Take care. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Right Hour. Our goal is to help you achieve your writing dreams. You are one step closer to write your book. Learn how to get the book out of your head with the four steps we teach our clients. Sign up for the free email series at therightcoach.biz. The link is in the show notes. The four steps help you clarify your focus, create and organize your content, and complete your book. We share tips on the writing process, and you can download the writing planner to track your progress. Don't let fear and overwhelm keep you from writing your book. It's time to write your book.